Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I'm joined for part two of my conversation with Lola Ritchie. As you can see in the show notes, Lola works in many ways with women, men, and couples to really help us unlock this beautiful sexual energy that we all hold. As I said last week, this conversation, some of you may find a little triggering, a little confronting, and the language use may be a little bit uncomfortable. But this is here to really help us grow and to provocate us to maybe think and consider ourselves and the choices that we make in a different way. It is really only through discomfort that we often have the most growth. So I am again this week going to slap a big language warning on this episode. So just be mindful of any little ears that may be around. And if anything is fully triggered in you, then please reach out to Lola or anyone that you can talk to about it. But for now, I hope you enjoy this beautiful conversation of this portal of our human experience that really allows us to be all that we can be and the energetics behind our sexuality and our sexual expression being one in which we can really show up in our lives and into this world full of confidence and ultimately service. Would love to hear your thoughts on the episode as always over on the Light Path community. But for now, enjoy this chat. Lola, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. My pleasure. Last week, we were in this deep dive around sexual trauma and really what it is and reassuringly how common that is. And when we spoke last week, I asked you your favorite quote and you didn't have one, um, but you'd been still asking. Don't. Oh, I still don't. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to think about it. And then she did it. No. <laughs> We're going to get one out of her one day, guys. We love a quote. Um, (laughs) So we ended last episode. And if you didn't catch last week's episode, go back and listen to it because this one will not make contextual sense to you. Um, But we're in the middle of talking about unpacking sexual trauma. And Lola, you were talking about how it's, you know, it's, it's within the body. It's within us. And as you were talking about it, I was just thinking, yeah, it doesn't, nothing has to happen to us individually. It's collective, it's cultural. And last week I referenced, you know, that whole sex in the city phenomena where it was kind of shocking to, to, for the first time, see a woman have sex like a man in that character of Samantha. And, you know, whether or not, you know, you sit with that or not, it doesn't matter. But I think we had to be shocked out of this kind of sexual repression for women in quite a jarring way for us to be having more conversations about it. And as you were speaking, do you know what I was thinking about was sex life? Have you been watching that on Netflix? Don't even get me started. I I haven't been. I watched a few episodes of the first season when it came out and it was entertaining, but it also pissed me off a lot. It still victimizes women in their sexual desire. So the whole concept is she has the perfect man, the perfect house, the perfect life, yet she's not satisfied sexually. And the, and the question, when I put it out to the community 
was what would you ask you? And what and a lot of the questions were about sexual trauma, but a lot of the questions were about being, you know, involved in or actually liking your sex life, even with a partner that you've had for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about sexual trauma, I was thinking, gosh, we're still, we're still being indoctrinated with the fact that wanting that part of your life to be something really amazing is still like our problem or it's our fault and I've only watched episode two season two so far but in that episode so you wouldn't have watched it but in that episode she's left her husband sorry spoiler if you have not (laughs) but she's left her husband because of this basically sexual desire that she has that she's not getting within her marriage and her mother's there and her mother's like this is all your fault because you've always wanted more you've always been a little bit of a deviant and it's like a dagger to the heart for how far we've come so so much shame around sexual desire and it's like somehow it is it's celebrated for a man when he has lots of sex with lots of women oh but when a woman has a desire for more sex and more pleasure that's somehow something to be ashamed of and it is this really deeply embedded cultural narrative that really really limits female pleasure and relationships of course because when we lack this understanding of sexual energy then yeah we can literally end our relationships because we've lost the spark quote-unquote but when we can actually cultivate when we understand our sexual energy and how that works inside of our bodies and how that works inside of our partner's bodies then we can actually nurture that energetic attraction and that chemistry over a lifetime if that's what you want right really requires you to look at okay what are my turn-ons what are my turn-offs what's my erotic blueprint Um, When it comes to sexual trauma, looking at, okay, what am I holding onto inside of my body that's creating a kink in the hose of my sexual energy, right? There's so many different approaches to to looking at this. (laughs) I know. I'm almost going to be like, give me the cliff notes. What are the cliff notes on this? Like, (laughs) what's what's the shortcut? Although I know that there is no shortcut because this is just a very powerful form of healing. And aside from cultural reasons, why have we avoided it? Why have we avoided this, having this part, this fundamental part of our lives mm-hmm. not used as the healing portal mm-hmm. that it's there for? Yeah, I really feel as though a combination of, I mean, religion really played a big role in the suppression of our sexuality as a whole. And we have become so far disconnected from, yeah, the original essence of our sexuality because our sexuality is our deepest source of power. So naturally, of course, that's going to be a threat to anything or anyone who wants to have control over a population, right? And so it makes sense oh yeah, sex is a fucking sin. Let's go right to the fucking core mm-hmm. and suppress our sexuality because it's 
it can be fucking scary. Like that power is so huge. And, you know, in, in this patriarchal time, uh, men in particular or the masculine, well, not so much the masculine, but men uh, have grown afraid of the feminine because of her sheer fucking power, right? And, and sexual energy at its core uh, because it's energy in motion is, is feminine. I don't mean that like in the I'm pretty in feminine way, but I mean as like a universal energy. This is Shakti. This is life force energy moving through us. This is feminine energy. And so we have grown to become so afraid of that energy because it is so motherfucking powerful. Is it okay that I swear a lot on this show? Uh, we'll put a language warning on it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, there are so many different, so many different reasons why we we suppress this energy. But I would say that that is one of the biggest biggest reasons. It's because it is so powerful, and we are afraid of that power at a really deep level. And it's a shame because our sexuality is not only our deepest source of power, but it's it's such an inextricable part, inextricable part of our human nature right as as animals as primal beings right for sure (laughs) we wouldn't be here without sex exactly (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. like it's something that's so so natural to us yet as, as women like we've talked about it's very shunned so how do you I mean you obviously you know work a lot with women but I'd be interested to know you know, just just your observation in the data that you kind of collect from the people that you work with, how are men feeling about this and their willingness to overcome this? Like, do they understand? Do they get it? What do the, What do they want us to know that they're trying to do, you know, with how things are changing? So men who are aware most men well I won't say most men but a lot of men aren't aware of this cultural narrative that we have around sex in fact most people aren't right we are quite asleep and oblivious to our relationship to our sexuality at a whole however most men do really really care about a woman's pleasure because it gives them pleasure too right Mm -hmm. Or at least the good eggs are. <laughs> but the men who who I work with and the men who I who I teach are really really curious about how they can support a woman in her healing, how they can support a woman in her pleasure, so that they can fully open. Because for a man or a masculine being, there is just about no greater pleasure than witnessing a woman fully open, fully unfurl, fully let go, fully surrender, fully being in her body, being in her pleasure. And so men want to learn how they can support a woman to access that and how they can lead a woman into that experience within herself and then sharing that experience together to experience this beautiful connection and this intimacy both with each other and with the divine, right? We do really lack any real education or awareness around any of this kind of conversation though. Uh, Men 
really do want to learn how to become better lovers, how to support a woman in her healing, how they can uh, change their perspective of the woman from being an object to a divine being who is worthy of worship. And so, yeah, men are doing this work just as much as women and, and men, uh, yeah, more and more men are waking up to the reality of this patriarchal conditioning that we live in. You know, as you were speaking, it just, I never have, you know, I believe a miracle in Marianne Williamson's version of it is a shift in perception. And I just had a massive one. We, as a woman, obviously I know the story of, <laughs> of the woman and the trauma, um, especially culturally and ancestrally, but the men are in just as much trauma. They didn't come and choose a patriarchal society. They didn't come to choose to objectify us or see us as that. It's all conditioning. That is their version of trauma. And I'm sure that they must live with a lot of trauma of their past sexual experiences where they did not respect and embody the divinity that they actually may be waking up to that that they truly are. 100%. Yeah. 100%. A lot of men, uh, even if they believe on like a cortical level that they fully respect a woman and that they love a woman uh, and they have like this, you know, overarching, yeah, respect for the feminine, a lot of men will still hold on to a lot of this trauma and a lot of this conditioning and this programming inside their pelvis and you can see it when they fuck a woman because there's a part of them that unconsciously holds back that will, without them realizing, perpetuate these, these beliefs and these systems in, in their sex life and in their relationships. And, and they don't realize it on, on a logical level, but it's it's coming through their body and through their deeper unconscious mind. And a lot of men I've noticed are really quite afraid of of their own sexual power as well and fully bringing the full force of their masculine sexual power to the bedroom uh, because they're afraid that they'll hurt their woman because they've seen the damage that men have done to women in their sexuality and they're afraid of ever possibly hurting their woman right especially a woman who they really care about or who they really love, they're like, no, I fucking love her. Like, I would never want to see her in pain or anything like that. And so there's a part of them that holds back from fully unleashing this <clears throat> wild, primal part of them that's just here to fuck and to kill, right? Mm. And it can go either end of the spectrum, right? That energy can be really suppressed and repressed in a man or... I mean, it can go the other side of the spectrum where it's it's running wild. But either way, like this energy, when it's pushed into the shadows, again, it's going to come out in leaky ways. And this is where things like rape and sexual abuse come from is because these parts of them haven't been fully embraced and integrated inside their body. And so it's it's perpetuating trauma. So we know that, you know, the divine feminine is that life force energy. How do we define then masculine sexual energy? Well, sexual energy as as a whole is the feminine. The masculine is consciousness itself. It is pure 
consciousness. And so we all have these polarities within ourselves. Um, but this is why, you know, for example, a woman loves to dance and, and give a show and be this beautiful feminine expression of life force. And the masculine will sit back as the witness and, and the penetrative force, right? And so, yeah, when those two energies can come together, pure consciousness, pure presence, that is pure mindfulness. Like when a man can fully be there in the moment, like nothing else exists except this right here. Cause I mean, ultimately this is all exists is this mm -hmm. moment right here. But when you can fully embody that with every cell of his being, especially in his heart, in his cock and penetrate his woman from this full fucking consciousness that is one of the sexiest things that a man could ever bring into the bedroom, right? What if you're in a partnership and you're wanting this level of uh, awareness and embodiment for yourself and you're doing the work but then your partner isn't and so the sexual connection and the opportunity there eludes you? Mm -hmm. So I... I believe that when an individual is is truly doing the work within themselves to embrace and heal and liberate their sexuality, your partner, like just in you doing that work, your part, like you are inviting your partner to meet you there. Yeah. Their willingness to meet you there is another another equation right if your partner if you've had a, a conversation around your desires to really go deeper into your sexual intimacy and into your connection and that's not something that they are willing or able to to do I mean that's great information right mm. it totally depends then on how much you value your sexuality as part of your intimate relationships right yeah but more often than not in in a loving healthy relationship your partner will definitely want to meet you there because like who doesn't want to have all the pleasure and all the orgasms and the connection and the intimacy and the profound bliss that opens you to god right yeah the the desire the the distance between the desire and you know the willingness to do the work to overcome the shadow the shame the conditioning all the things you know, are two totally different things. And so then it does become tricky. Um, I'm really tempted to ask this, but I'm really <laughs> nervous too. So then where does monogamy come into all of this? Can you elaborate on that question? I mean, because I want to talk to you about your take on the act of connecting with someone in this most intimate way as being a portal through of of intense the most intense energetic exchange uh and how that can affect us if you even have any thoughts on that um yet you know culturally the shift has been for women to embrace multiple partners or there to be fluidity even within relationships 
or if we're not getting what we need there, does that mean it's over? And there's just so, it's almost like there are too many options on the table now that maybe it just gets a little bit overwhelming and confusing and it makes leaving difficult situations easier um it and and I just think there's it's an interesting time to be alive in Mm. terms of this so I'd just be interested to hear your thoughts out loud even if you're thinking through this process as I am speaking to you I think what what something that really stood out to me as you were speaking there was it's becoming so easy to leave and I think that you're you're really right on that. And I think when it comes to the the conversation around deciding the structure of your relationship, whether that's monogamy or non-monogamy, um, or to stay in your relationship or to leave your relationship, you need to get really fucking clear on what it is that you want. Yeah. What it is that you really really desire what is it that you value what are your needs and your non-negotiables in a relationship getting really clear on that first and foremost right because from there the structure of the relationship doesn't matter so much right so long as you are consciously choosing monogamy or non-monogamy or polyamory or whatever relationship structure you're going for, as long as you're consciously choosing that because that's what you wholeheartedly want, not because it's what you've been conditioned into, what society tells you is right or wrong, any of those things, but because that is what you want for yourself and that's what you feel is in alignment with your highest good and the highest good of everyone around you, then great, do that. But again, make sure that it's in alignment with what you want, what your values are, your needs, your non-negotiables, right? And so once you've gotten clear on that, I mean, yeah, the conversation of of relationship structure, I could have a whole (laughs) other podcast about because, I mean, I'm personally um, very deep in the world of ethical non-monogamy myself. That's personally how... I structure my relationships. Um, however, in saying that, I mean, you're, you've also asked me a couple of times about, or I've heard you mention a couple of times, you know, this, this energy exchange and, yeah. and how does that work when it comes to, you know, being monogamous or being in an open relationship or whatever. And, you know, I think that there is so much beauty in devotion in going really fucking deep to the deep deep depths with one person and I truly feel as though everyone on planet earth should have the blessing of experiencing that in this lifetime of going really deep with one person and experiencing your divinity together through a really intimate relationship However, that doesn't need to look like monogamy. For some people, it does. And that's great. And that's what works for them. And that's what they've both consciously chosen. Fan-fucking-tastic. I have many friends who live in thriving, beautiful, delicious, pleasurable, juicy, overflowing monogamous relationships. And they make it work over a very long time because they have this understanding of sexual energy and how to nurture that, right? 
for me personally, I see a lot of beauty in uh, learning how to, well, for me, ethical non-monogamy has been a portal to really healing some of my deepest relationship wounds. Um, and that's been, been really beautiful. Um, and I do think that it is really important to be mindful of who you are sharing your energy with. Yes. I don't think that it is healthy to be mindlessly leaking your energy everywhere and, and having lots of sex with lots of different people uh, because it makes you feel better about yourself or because you're not getting your needs met elsewhere necessarily. If you aren't getting your needs met and your partner is not willing to meet those needs, uh, then that's when a conversation needs to be had of like, okay, do we open this relationship? Do we shift the structure of this relationship or do I leave? Whatever looks best for the both of you. Um, but yeah, it's really important to have this mindfulness around who you're sharing your energy with because it is an energy exchange and that energy is really deeply sacred. That's not to mean that you, uh, you know, shouldn't or can't have casual sex. Of course not. Casual sex can be mindful. It can be done with intention. It can be done with consciousness and it can be used as a portal for healing too. That's what I've experienced. And it has been fucking liberating. So fucking liberating. Right. But that's because I've done it with that intention, with that conscious awareness of, of what I'm doing, who I'm sharing that energy with. Right. Yeah, it comes that I'm, back to that intention. It comes back to that awareness of self and the why you are doing th this with. Exactly. Yeah. As, as with anything that we do, you know, that needs to be that alignment between the intention and then the action, the execution of that. Mm hmm. And I mean, when we go back to our ancestry, I mean, monogamy is quite a, a recent social construct in, in the history of humanity. came about around the agricultural revolution where men started owning land and property and uh, marriage became a thing of ownership. It was never for love initially. Mm -hmm. Monogamy was never for love per se. Um, but when you go back, you, you can see through, through looking in prehistory even, um, that we had very fiercely egalitarian ancestors and we shared everything. And that was what was best for the survival of our species, right? We, we shared our resources, we shared our sexual partners, and we lived in these beautiful thriving communities in these tribes, Right. Um, and obviously, you know, there's inevitably going to be a hierarchy and socio-political constructs within that. Um, but when it comes to like, yeah, deep in our DNA, we don't come from monogamous ancestors, right? But that has been embedded within us yeah. over these hundreds of years, sure. Yeah, and, and monogamy works really well for some people and that is their timeline to their most self-actualization and their self-realization as individuals and as a couple, and that's beautiful. But for some people, uh, that, that primal desire for variety and diversity, for a man to, to spread his seed for the survival of the species, like that's deeply embedded in our primal being still. 
and and for women too to to have the resources of many men taking care of and providing right yeah so yeah I mean again this is a conversation I could yeah it's it's really really interesting just to reflect upon I mean even if you're not you know in your mind actually even um you know considering or agreeing with this it's just interesting to think about and I think that you know this conversation is just a provocation and it's okay to be provocated it's okay to think differently because you know like we say that just it begs to ask the question and to really intentionally choose what we choose as opposed to choose what we're told to choose and even if it's the same thing we do it with so much more confidence and power and that really is what you're all about it's about that empowerment that becoming into your body and really owning all that it is and you can't do that without questioning mm-hmm. and being provocated what are, what are some of your clients biggest takeaways I mean knowing that you do work with a lot of women in leadership and what what do you notice um are, are the key kind of like oh okay now because I've tapped into this part of myself how does it leak into their other areas of life Mm, oh my god when a woman taps into the power of her sexuality that has such a huge ripple effect in all of her life it changes how she perceives her body it changes how she perceives the world it changes the way that she shows up in her relationships it changes the way that she shows up in her business in her work Uh, It changes how she feels around her self-worth on a really deep level and what she feels she's worthy of and what she feels she's deserving of, whether that is in uh, relationships or with money, anything that she desires, right? Mm -hmm. Our, Our sexual energy is our creative energy. And so for a woman to fully tap into feeling that she is worthy and deserving of her wildest dreams, then she can channel that energy into manifesting whatever the fuck she wants right and so it has a huge effect in those ways um even the way that she walks into a room right it's like your energy shifts on such a deep fundamental level and it's like people can see it in the way that you you dress the way that you speak the way that you talk the way that you show up in the world it's like the way that uh the energy of a room shifts when you walk in even because people can feel that, right? People like talk about people's vibes, your vibe shifts, right? (laughs) On a really deep level. Um, Yeah. But I think the biggest things are, you know, when a woman is, is feeling well fucked, when she's connected to her pleasure, she's connected to her body, she feels safe in her body. Then that's when she can go out be unapologetic and confident and have the fucking difficult conversations and be radiant and offer this radiance as her gift to the world and to be really received and to feel like strong within herself like fucking unshakable so as you know nothing's ever as it seems and so whilst yes this conversation has been heavy around the act and the art of what sex means it actually is about you know, that sacral energy of us really, really tapping into the truth of who we are and expanding to the infinite nature of that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about, yes, like the, the pleasure and 
and the orgasms and you know being fucked open to god but like ultimately what what's the point if it's not to be able to be of deeper service to the world to really shine your light as as your divine gift to the world right to me that's what it's all about so being able to to tap into that truth so that you feel this deep unapologetic confidence in being able to express the wisdom and the knowledge and the magic that it is that you're here to share like that that's the point of it to me you know to be able to be a leader in this world feeling connected to the truth of who you really are love that so where can we find you be inspired by you perhaps even work with you yeah come find me on instagram is at the lola richie my website is www.fireof.life and I do one-on-one coaching. I do in-person yoni massage. I'm going to be launching some really beautiful group programs this year. I have at the moment, I'm running a 14-day mini self-pleasure course called Nectar. And that'll be diving into um or is diving into a lot around sexuality, sexual energy, how to tap into your sexual energy, how to expand that sexual energy, feeling safe in your body, uh, feeling safe to express yourself, to use your voice in the bedroom, feminine principles. Yeah. That's all of my magic. So you can find all of that, all those details down in the show notes. But for now, Lola, thank you for joining us. Thank you for provocating and thank you for helping to crack open this part of our humanness. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.